Hello, everybody, and welcome to Breakout episode number 40 for May 11th, 2022. My name is Marty Sullivan. As always, I'm joined by Casey Wosu, and Nick is still taking his little dippy dips into geothermal uh, hot springs over in Iceland. Uh, so instead, we are honored to be joined by the wonderful Jesse Galena. Jesse, welcome. Honored, you say? Thank you. I'm Absolutely honored. Thank oh you for God. joining us uh, so yeah, early this Wednesday morning. Uh, we have a great show for you guys. We're going to be chatting a little bit about stuff we've been playing and watching. Um, we're going to talk about the new Gotham Knights gameplay demo that was released yesterday. I guess not a demo because we couldn't play it, but chunk of gameplay um, that, that showed I mean, some still, of the co-op stuff. It's still a demonstration, right? It is a demonstration, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit and... and uh, you know, give a sort of temperature check on that. And then, uh, yeah, and then finally, uh, uh, but first and foremost, I guess we're going to talk about our big topic, which is Konami. But before we get into that, how are you guys doing? Uh, I, I just want to point out real quick, Andrew Higginbottom just caught it, and now I'm hearing it. Uh, you do sound like you're talking out of the wrong mic, Marty. I yeah. only have one mic. Are oh, you... I... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You sound very roomy in this mic. Uh, yeah. let's, let's let's see what's going on here. Nick, Nick says, I think it's your webcam mic. It sounds like that. But, oh, that's not good. How did that happen? You know, um, Discord. Let me, let me yeah, Discord settings. decided to switch it up. I, I yeah, I was about to say I never change anything. Um, sometimes Discord just decides like, hey, maybe you want to try something new. You know, yeah, break out, break out of your routine. <laughs> what if we don't do that? All right, you guys talk amongst yourselves while I figure that out. <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, uh, Marty mentioned uh, that we so happen to be playing a bunch of Konami titles. Um, Konami stuff is in the the news, or it tends to always be. Rumors, at least, are in the news. Um, so yeah, I guess we can just talk a little bit about like what the hell happened. Because <laughs> over time, like Konami has gone from a company that has multiple genre defining games and series, uh, stuff that you know sells millions pretty much every iteration, to kind of this joke of a company when it comes to game development. So I don't know, like, Jesse, do you have, like, uh, fond memories of, like, you know, Konami titles growing up? I mean, I I am an absolutely massive Silent Hill fan. So, right, uh, you know, that, that that is, like, to me, Konami's peak. It's like, they made Silent Hill. Great. But, like, they also, I love Dance Dance Revolution. Um, that is so a Konami like, game. Yeah. yeah. I, I played one on 360 uh, back in college days. That was yeah. a fun party game. It was. It's a great game. It's a really good arcade game. If you can get the pads, uh, like the home pads, it's still fun at home. Uh, I was looking through their their library of stuff, and it really seems like for how much stuff they produced, and I do not know what really happened, but it looks like, yeah, games got expensive, and they couldn't just churn out the sheer amount of product that they did in, like, the 8 and 16 bit and even like 32 bit and mm -hmm. once they got to hd it was like oh this is mainstream enough we're not dealing with small numbers now we're dealing with blockbuster games and right okay they couldn't just churn out stuff like that anymore or they just chose not to and they're like oh we could do it but it still seemed to like have the kind of restrictions of time and budget of those older things, but trying to make something huge. And that is not going to work. Yeah. Now, now that you mentioned it, that actually makes a lot of sense because like you can see kind of the trajectory, like as they went into like the 3d and then the HD realms, they kept trying to pull their iconic franchises along. And the only one that really kind of stuck around was metal gear solid, but metal gear had 
uh, Kojima attached to it. And Kojima essentially kept raising the budget, which, like you're saying, like Konami probably was uncomfortable at that point footing the bill because freaking Bionic Commando uh, turned out to be like they they tried to go 3D. Like that didn't really go very well. Uh, same thing for Contra. I think there were a couple of 3D Contra attempts that didn't uh, go over. There was a fairly recent one that came out. I think it was maybe like a year a or two ago. Wait, do yeah. I sound? Do I still sound like a bathroom boy? Or do no, I no, sound, your, your no, mic sounds better. I sound like a bedroom yeah. boy now. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was what I wanted. Um, yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. Is like they were so successful early on, both in the console space as well as the arcade space. I mean, you know, Konami gave us Frogger and gave us uh, Gradius. Oh, so these like. Did arcade staples back in the day and then you know laid the groundwork on like the nes super nintendo ps1 era with yeah stuff like you mentioned uh contra and and castlevania and metal gear and then silent hill and so they had these genre defining games and something happened along the way and it might be like casey said like trying to drag them into 3d just didn't work you know castlevania never really worked in 3d contra never really worked in 3d yeah Metal Gear worked in 3D, but I think was like ultimately just cost them a lot of money that they never, you know, like there's yeah. no way <laughs> Phantom Pain was profitable when they had to build an entire engine just for it. Yeah, they also hired Kiefer Sutherland to do like four lines of dialogue. I, it's still the weirdest. <laughs> what is going on? I know, like, I don't think deep fakes are good, but in that situation, you should have just deep faked him. You didn't need to actually hire him. You should have just cheated. Um, and uh, we do have a, a going on with this conversation. We have a couple great uh, uh, super chats. And remember, the show, uh, along with all of our other stuff, is supported by your super chats and your wonderful donations and memberships. So thank you so much. Uh, SVS Guru with a 10 euro dono says that uh, I know that Konami just wants to use their properties for gambling machines but surely that must they must realize that without new games these properties will eventually lose their draw and their value so the big thing is konami is still a massively profitable company but not because of video game it's because Mm -hmm. konami has a a vested interest in pachinko machines and japanese casinos and japanese uh hotels and japanese fitness centers like the like anytime fitness of of japan is konami's thing so like the, the biggest like you know, fitness franchise in Japan is a Konami fitness thing. So I think to them, it's just like the games were such a small margin and maybe they were so burned by the the relationship with Kojima that they were like, we just can't like, we just can't do this anymore. Um, I mean, because yeah, other than Metal Gear, which I, I do think was profitable, like maybe the development was tumultuous and worrisome because of how much it was costing. But I do think, you know, it ended up selling enough to cover it. Mm-hmm. Like, did anything else kind of work at that scale? Like, because they they did they weren't making anything else at that point, right? Like, when Metal Gear Five: The Phantom Pain dropped, what else was Konami producing? They had their soccer game, um, right? Pro uh, right. Evolution. Pro Evolution. Yeah, which um, I think sold well, but I don't think ever sold as well as FIFA. But now FIFA doesn't yeah, have FIFA. FIFA. Now FIFA is a different. <laughs> yeah, thing. that's a whole. That's a whole other. Thing. I did love this. Okay, so like tangent. So the story yesterday was um, uh, EA. Like FIFA wanted so much money for EA to renew the rights to the name FIFA. And mm-hmm. EA was like, well, we're just going to not do that and just make a soccer game. And uh, FIFA was like, well, we will make our own game and it will be the best game because it will be called FIFA. But they don't even have a developer. Like, what? <laughs> like, you can't. I like the idea that, like, the head of FIFA is like, uh, whose name in Italian translates to Johnny Baby. <laughs> so, like, whatever his Italian name is, it translates to Johnny Baby. So, I like that Johnny Baby is like, well, we just need to start with the name FIFA and then the game will make itself. Like, that's. 
Oh, famous last words. Yeah. That's a vintage Johnny baby there. Yeah, um, right there. But, uh, uh, Johnny yeah. baby. Johnny. Make your own FIFA. <laughs> Johnny <laughs> baby. What are we doing? Do you know what coding is? Come on. <laughs> I'm a baby. I, I feel like Johnny baby is just boss baby. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's all, that's all he is. Um, the dogmatic uh, director said in the uh, silent scope. So that's another thing. Like they had, they had a, a, a pretty burgeoning uh, arcade market as well. Like they mm-hmm. were responsible for a lot of those licensed arcade games, like the beat 'em ups from the '90s, uh, the Simpsons game, the X Men game, uh, some of the Turtles games. Which right, yeah, I think, all like, those the only, old school yeah. Ninja Turtle games were Konami joints. Yeah, so like that Kawabunga collection that's coming out, I think later this year. That's the, you know, the, the Turtles thing that's bundling all those old games. That's technically Konami. It, those were Konami games. Like, they're yeah, not the yeah, ones yeah. doing the porting or anything. Um, but, like, where it stands, like, outside of, like, some Yu-Gi-Oh stuff, which Konami, Yu-Gi-Oh is also Konami, which is all very strange. Uh, they just don't, like, they just don't have anything on the horizon. And part of it is, like, all of the creators of those franchises have left. So Kojima obviously right. left very famously on his own, or not on his own terms, but, you know, Started his own studio, uh, Igarashi, the the uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night creator, left and started ended uh, Bloodstained. Uh, what was it? Bloodstained Ritual of the Beast? Was that what Ritual it was of the Night, I believe. Ritual of the Night, um, which was very much you know his his uh, Symphony of the Night. Uh, we have that new studio, Bokeh Game Studio, that's working on a game called Slitterhead, but that mm-hmm. is the Silent Hill creator. I, lo- I love that name. Slitterhead, yeah, it's yeah. real. It's like a every time I'm about to say it on a stream, I'm like, should I say this? <laughs> <laughs> like it, so- it sounds, dirty, it sounds bad. bad. <laughs> like it sounds like we're gonna get like demonetized for me saying Slitterhead, but um, every yeah. So every the, time you say it, it sounds like no, that can't be right. And the thing like, is, it sounds I keep like saying the, it too, which yeah. is bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, even like the one of the franchises we aren't talking about is Suikoden, which was, you know, their big uh, PS1, PS2 era JRPG series that, again, so many of the creators left, started that really successful Kickstarter for Ayudin Chronicle, and then they just released, actually, the prologue to it, which you reviewed, Casey, right? Yeah. uh, Yeah. I don't think that review is up yet, but yeah, it just dropped yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, On Game Pass. Yeah, and you you know, it's... I've never played Suikoden, but I, I guess it feels like that game, at least in the character art, because I've looked at a lot of stuff. It's very similar styling. Yeah. So, like, the core, the game game is going to be, like, a JRPG. A JRPG-ass right. JRPG with, like, town building and 108 characters. Uh, this is, like, an That sounds like too many characters. Action RPG. Many it is a lot of characters, right? <laughs> it's, like, 108. Yeah, like, 100 heroes is the tagline. What yeah. Suikoden's so whole thing was always, like, you have 108. You can recruit up to 108 party members. Is that more than three houses, though, Casey? I don't know. I'm well, I mean, you don't. There. Well, you okay? You might you might be onto something there. <laughs> I think it's definitely more than three houses. I think there's only like twelve people well, in a house. Yeah, but it is a lot of characters that you manage at once. Yeah, like how big how big does a party get in Suikoden? I believe six. All right, yeah. So, which is also that's too many characters for an RPG. Like in a battle, that's too many. That's like <laughs> I, that, it reminded me of like high school when it would be like. It would always be like, if we're going to go out and do something, everyone has to be invited. And I'm like, I'm all for everyone. But I'm like, this is too many people at a Perkins. You can't like <laughs> this is like if we can't fit into a large corner booth, too many of us have gone out. <laughs> um, so they should take that uh, uh, ideology and, and reflect it onto uh, JRPG party management. So there you go. That was my TED talk. Makes sense. <laughs> um, so, I mean, the thing a lot of folks want is like Konami doesn't have like in an internal development team. Like, I mean, they have internal developers, but like they don't have a team working on any of these things. So 
with franchises like Castlevania and Metal Gear and Silent Hill and Contra, what do you guys think should be done with these? Like, like, do you see a future where these things can blossom again? And if so, should they be in other people's hands? That kind of seems like where this, like the industry is leaning. Like if, if Konami is uninterested or unwilling to continue to make games themselves with these franchises, they can one either license them out or what everyone is hoping for, sell them off, right? Mm -hmm. Sell them to a Sony, sell them to a Microsoft, to some other bigger company that's trying to eat smaller devs, or at least get, you know, good IP to give to their dev, their studio of devs. Um, And honestly, that's, it's hard to say whether that'll be a good thing or not, because like you said, the, the creatives who were behind those teams all left. If you were somehow able to get those IPs back into the hands of those original creators, like maybe they would have ideas, but new people could probably, you know, come up with something cool. It's just, it's just hard to say because Konami does seem to care about the fact that those IPs are, you know, classic to most people and that they sell whatever they put, you know, that logo on something mm-hmm. like a pachinko machine. Yeah. <laughs> so like it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it'll be that easy to like get it from them. So so I do think the best we can hope for is that they decide to start licensing them, but they would still retain control for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's frustrating, too, because, you know, like as we were, um, you know, setting off to play the Metal Gear Solid games, um, it's not like a simple, oh, just download them off PSN or the 360 store, because last year in November, they they removed the digital versions of Metal Gear Solid two and three. Um, because of a licensing issue with some of the historical footage in the cutscenes, mm-hmm. and uh, Konami said, "Oh, there, it's only going to be uh, for a little while. We'll put them back up." But that was six months ago, seven months ago, and they've never said anything about it. And so it's one of those things where it's like it also doesn't even seem like they care about their library. Like they're not even like making an attempt to preserve it. And every once in a while, we'll get like the Castlevania Advance Collection, where you can play the three Game Boy Advance Castlevania games, but. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because like Metal Gear is such a sticky topic for them with Kojima, but it's the same thing. Like, it's not easy to just download and play the Silent Hill games. Um, like, it's it's kind of a pain in the ass to revisit their classics. And you know, maybe this will be a different story in a month. Like, maybe when Sony releases their fancy PlayStation Plus thing, all these Konami games will be on there. And and so maybe this is a very different conversation. But yeah, yeah maybe this- they're they're waiting for a good way to package them all, right? Like, cause yeah, since, since they're they're in studio development teams aren't really in control of these things like th- there's no comp there's no studio under konami that i'm aware of that has like control over a specific franchise it f- yeah seems like everything's kind of everywhere yeah yeah and so yeah i kind of agree with you at this point where you know in a best case scenario they would sell off the ips to people um and like you said whether that's a first party you know, like Sony or Microsoft or, you know, Embracer, the the, the folks who bought just bought all the Western Square Studios, um, you know, that's uh, they seem to have deep pockets and, and stuff like that. But then the other option is to, you know, license them out. So Konami still retains the rights. But then, you know, I'm not the first to like recommend, you know, Castlevania obviously went on to inspire like heavily the the uh, from software games. So, like, what if a From Software team made a 3D Castlevania game? Or when you look at, like, the chaotic uh, uh, bullet hell shooting of a of a Contra game, like, the studio I think of is Housemark. Like, and right. so they've done a bunch of, like, sci-fi stuff with Returnal. Like, what if they did, like, a Contra game? And then, you know, uh, uh, the Medium, which came out early last year from Bloober Team, was pretty much, like, 
for all intents and purposes, a Silent Hill game. So, like, what if they did Silent Hill? Yeah, it's the closest we were getting. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's always rumors of Bluepoint doing, uh, like, their next project after Demon's Souls being, like, a Metal Gear Solid 1 remake. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe a few months from now, we'll be like, oh, okay, well, they, there were plans. They were just too early on that they couldn't be talked about. But um, it's just frustrating, especially when looked alongside, you know, if you look alongside some of their, like, uh, Japanese peers that, that came up in the same generations with games like Capcom and Sega and Square Enix, you know, they've had a lot of uh, downs, but they've also had, you know, a lot of ups. And, yeah, and I want to say in recent years, those companies in particular, all from that same kind of classic uh, tier of game development, they did have like a section of time where they were down. Yeah. And, and like are way up right now. Yeah. Yeah. Capcom has been doing fantastic the last couple of years. Capcom and just Square released has- their 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 fiscal report like this morning and they they like blew projections out of the water they talked about how they have like you know uh like 18 games coming in the next year and obviously those are ports and and, you know Uh different stuff but then they also said they did so well that like they're just raising base salaries and i'm like this is wonderful like like, Like, maybe (laughs) is that the secret that like uh just like give konami like a monster hunter and a resident evil is that what we need like but I think with with those companies, they in those times that you were saying, Casey, of like down, they didn't give up. Like they did yeah. keep reiterating, they mm-hmm. did keep trying. They lost some money, they made some bombs, they did terrible, but eventually came out of it. Whereas Konami seems very clearly that they hit that bottom and they were like, Yeah, let's just move on. Like you like it, never again. Yeah, they didn't revisit <laughs> stuff like Capcom did with, you know, all their all their things and, and mm-hmm. invest in it. That's yeah. what it seems like. Uh, I feel like for the, the IPs, I, I feel a little differently about it. Uh, I I don't not necessarily they shouldn't sell their IPs like that's, you know, it's their IP. They can do whatever they want with it, I guess. But like uh, the name doesn't make a good game like they gave, you know, uh, Silent Hill to other companies and. You know, yeah. what was it? Yeah. Double Helix made Homecoming, and that yeah, was yeah. terrible. It had Silent yeah, Hill. I, I think that was a down period. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of their one of their many down periods. I mean, that's uh, the thing. Silent Hill is one of those series that has way more bad games than good games. <laughs> got four good ones. Yeah, the first four. Um, but like, you know, if and that's okay. Like, there's still good horror games. Mm-hmm. I don't need Silent Hill on a box to be like, this scared the, I'm not allowed to, I don't know what I'm allowed to say on this show. Pants oh, off. You could, you could say, you could say anything that's four letters, but nothing that's five letters. <laughs> so I can't say it, it scared the shits out of me. Just no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, we, 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 we're demonetized. <laughs> we're taking away even the donos we got. Like, SPS grew, <laughs> that money went back in his account. <laughs> Refund. But yeah, like, in the same vein, like, Dance Dance Revolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Dance Dance. But like, do I need to see dance dance at an arcade to play it no i see a rhythm game with some sort of yeah. dance pad or those games that have the the new ones with like the camera and you're actually like mm-hmm. watching a, a k-pop video and like mimicking the moves awesome i'm getting what i want out of that like it does not need the title and the fact that it's not attached to the title i think can ultimately be better for games moving on that i think that is also a really good point because like mm-hmm. You know, you could just say that Bloodborne's the best 3D Castlevania game. It doesn't matter. It didn't have Castlevania, like, under the name. Like, <laughs> it was cool. You were just still, like, fighting yeah. a bunch of monsters with cool weapons and shit and, and a bunch of spooky vampires. At that, 
Yeah, I, I, and, and generally, I do agree with that sentiment. Like, I did a whole video essay about the fact that some game franchises just kind of need to stop mm-hmm. being pulled along for the ride. Like, I feel that way probably the most about Metal Gear. Like, that story had, I think, multiple endings. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and they lucked out in that even the last one. Even some people didn't like the very end of it. But Phantom Pain is a good game. Like, it, it's, yeah. it's incredible. I liked it a whole lot. Uh, so it did go out on a bang. Just probably leave it there. Like, if you're going to do a remake of the first one, fine, I guess. Like, I'll definitely check it out. But, like, let's not try to keep pushing that. Because, like someone mentioned in chat, Metal Gear Survive uh, <laughs> just not <laughs> – it was not yeah. the wave. Like, it's just – it's not the direction that that series should go in. So, like, yeah. it's probably better that they don't continue to drag it through the mud. But I feel differently about a, a franchise like Castlevania. I've only just started playing my first one, uh, Symphony of the Night. But, like – that game's um, story and world is built for multiple iterations. Like, it makes sense to get to keep reinventing and making more yeah. Castlevania. So, like, I I don't mind seeing more of those. And that's kind of one of the ones that we've seen the least of. So, like, that's yeah. I mean, at least on like on the big scale, because like they they kept making like the DS versions for like a, yeah a for the while, GBA right? and DS. It was yeah, yeah. and those are, are really good. Like, I I recommend most of those. Yeah, so that 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 kind of kind of reinforces the idea that like they they just really struggled in the 3D realm. Like, they didn't yeah. know how to keep making their games um, at that level of quality when they mm-hmm. took them off the the TD 2D plane. Yeah, absolutely. It also just seems like they had such a like public breakup with Kojima. That it's like they were like, listen, I dated a video game developer. I never want to date another video game developer again. <laughs> it's like it's like I've dated a musician. I'm never gonna do that again. And so it just seems like, all right, we're just gonna keep making blue eyes, white dragon, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And, and I mean, to be fair, people seem to love that Master Duel game. Like I keep hearing that is, friends. No, talking that's about true. It. And I also was talking. I was talking about how successful fitness centers and stuff were. I guess I didn't take into account that we were in a pandemic. The last we're still in a pandemic. <laughs> So I don't know how well those have to do. Maybe because of the pandemic, one good thing will be like, they're like, shit, we probably need to make video games again because people don't want to yeah, breathe on other, each other in yeah, a pachinko farm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I, I, I don't want to say I'm optimistic, but I'd bet money that at some point in June, we see a Konami something. And I'm not talking about like a new Konami game, but like something in one of these wheelhouses. I bet we see something from either Silent Hill or Metal Gear or Castlevania. It could just be, like we said, as, as little as them saying these games are going to be on the PlayStation Plus thing. Um, or it could be... I mean, be, they're, you know, yeah, they're you know, good at doing collections. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just Yeah, but just make those, like, easily available. Like, if just let me go to Steam and, and download any of these old, you know, Silent Hill or, or Castlevania or Metal Gear games. I don't know. <laughs> would be great. Yeah, Big that would be nice. Idea. Yeah. Uh, but in conclusion, uh, none of that's going to happen. Don't wish for nice things, and you can never capture the past. So you can never go home again. The end. Unless your home <laughs> is a, a Yu-Gi-Oh arena. That is true. I don't know. I don't know anything they about Yu-Gi-Oh. Right Do they go into arena? It's not like a digital world. It's not like Digimon. <laughs> no, it's, no like, like there's like holograms. Well, it depends on what season it is or like what game you're playing. But you can have like yeah. Sometimes there's dice. Cards. Apparently, that's Dungeons <laughs> Dice <laughs> Monsters, and that game is even more bananas than the Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> card game in the show. The rules make no sense. Is, that, is Dungeon Dice Masters a Yu-Gi-Oh thing? There was a... Yeah, it, it's season a season one. of Yu-Gi-Oh, but yeah. we played a different game. And I think it was a different protagonist, right? No, it was the same protagonist. Well, they might have done another one. But in the first season, there is an arc where this dude is like, I made this new game. 
and it's basically Yu-Gi-Oh! It's basically the card game, but like you roll dice and there's it it does not make sense. I'm not gonna try and So would it be like if there was a whole season of Pokemon that was about Ash getting really into the Pokemon card game? Yeah, pretty much. That's kind of what it would be like. Which just seems like like that's like gross corporate synergy, but it seems like it probably works well. I don't know. Yeah, did the did the dice game exist in real life? Because I know the trading card game was real and they sold the cards. Like my youngest brother was obsessed with Yu-Gi-Oh cards. But like, did the dice thing take off? If it did, it I'm pretty sure it died because they would have had to make real rules for it. And it was bananas. And <laughs> but then, I, apparently the, the show's rules were also oh, they're completely insane. nonsensical. <laughs> I cannot. Don't get me started on that because that will be the rest of the episode. But yes, they do not make sense. And it's delightful. It's like literally the only rule in the card game in the show is if you convince your component, your opponent that what you're doing is by the rules, they'll accept it. <laughs> also, sometimes the gods of the card game get mad at you and then they'll deny you a play. Your card just won't work. Like, that's a thing. God can get mad at you. <laughs> the gods are like, hey, no, come on. No. What if that was like uh, an element in like the NFL? God God could like shoot a lightning bolt every once in a while and like fuck up a field goal. (laughs) I mean, NFL fans would probably be into that. Yeah, that's true. A little chaos. Yeah. Uh, They don't want no politics in their football, but they sure do want some religion in it. (laughs) They do want a little bit of God NBA jam things. Like like he's on fire. Like literally, he's on fire. But he's been damned by uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kamja Ninja with a ten dollar donation. Uh, thank you so much for the with a bit of insight. Uh, Japan's culture is very different. Handheld, mobile, and casual gaming dominate. Arcades are still big. Console gaming is seen as for children. I don't think that's quite right. Uh, adult PC gaming is seen as fringe culture, to put it nicely. Um, that is, uh, the, the, I, I agree with most of that. I think uh, the handheld, which we, we're seeing from the massive success of the Switch, mm-hmm. and mobile and casual games are are absolutely huge. That said, like I don't. Are there like mobile? There's no like they're not using their IP in mobile games, are there? Uh, there like, is that. Like I'm, I'm on the Konami site right now. Castlevania Grimoire of Souls. That's old, right? Oh yeah, I think it is a or little is bit that, older, and I think it came to Apple Arcade recently. Yeah, it's an Apple Arcade game. Yeah, uh, they got um, eFootball, which is their their Pez replacement. Gotcha. That's also hitting on mobile. Uh, what else? Yeah, there's a, and there's a Yu-Gi-Oh game on mobile. Yeah. So that's stuff like I can imagine the Yu-Gi-Oh game being <clears throat> and they put Symphony of the Night on mobile, <laughs> I, which I don't, I don't want to control that on mobile unless you have your cool backbone. Um, but yeah, that is I think that is that that is true. Like that's why we see um, like I think that's part of the reason why the Switch again has seen such massive success in Japan is because it sort of bridged that gap between console gaming and handheld gaming and and um, people really love it. So um, yeah, well. Um, uh, moving on from that. Also, we had a we had a membership. Jesse, a other Jesse, Jesse Halbron. Welcome, welcome, oh, hey, Jesse. Welcome. I shouldn't call you other Jesse. I'm gonna start calling Jesse Galena other Jesse, and then I'm gonna apologize after we <laughs> after we get off. I mean, this Jesse is more Jesse, if anything. Like they have more S's and E's in there. <laughs> That's true. And someone pointed out Jesse and Marty are five letter words, so we can't say either of those. So I didn't know you guys were cursed though. Uh, yeah, we are cursed. We're cursed yeah. by the football by the football deity. <laughs> if you if you use our names in vain, then you have yeah, to... exactly, exactly. Jesse. <laughs> oh! uh, so moving on to the uh, Gotham Knights story we were talking about. So yesterday we got a uh, it was like a decent size, like 10, 15 minute uh, 
gameplay chunk of the upcoming uh, Gotham Knights from WB Games Montreal, which is coming out in October. Um, they also uh, had like dropped a couple news stories about it. Uh, they are uh, officially uh, canceling the previous gen versions. So, right, um, which I, is is not super surprising to me. I think we're at that point where almost what are we a year and a half into the consoles, two and a half years, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's over. No, 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 a year, no, right? a year and a half. It was the end of twenty twenty. It's, it feels so much longer. Than yeah, that. it's because we were stuck inside for a lot of it. It was weird. It was, we we aged quite a bit. Um, uh, we all grew beards. Like, yeah, exactly. The whole thing. exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. So it's only coming to, uh, you know, Series X, uh, PS5, and uh, PC. And they uh, uh, it's coming in October. They also showed off, like, a $300 collector's edition, which is... What are we doing? Like, why? Don't spend, well, don't what spend is in this collection? It's like a big a big bust. You get a big bust to put on your uh, to put on your big bust shelf. I don't know. There's like a big statue with all, all four of uh, uh, Red Hood and, and Robin and Nightwing and Batgirl just like hanging out. I don't, oh, you know what? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you, a big DC comic statue like that 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 makes sense. That that would be like three hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then they also showed off uh, some of the gameplay, and um, it looked uh, somewhat familiar to. Uh, the Arkham games uh, combat looked to me a little floaty. They uh, highlighted the fact that you can uh, 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 readjust elements of your HUD because they very specifically did not have numbers coming out anymore, which was a big thing in their first gameplay reveal. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of damage numbers and everything. And uh, people were like, Oh no, what is this? Is this a live service game? Uh, it's not a live service game. It's uh, two player co-op. Like if you want to play two player co-op and they showed some of that, um, and then they showed some like the the um, customization stuff, but uh, but did you guys get a chance to watch the demo? Do you have any any thoughts on it? Any temperature on it? <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I I watched it, and I, I think I mentioned this some time ago. I was like weirdly uh, excited for Ar- uh, Gotham Knights. Like it looked really fun when they showed it off the first time with like the big world and like uh, I think it was like the Batgirl extended trailer. Like Robin mm-hmm. jumped in with her for a little bit and stuff. Like that looked really cool and impressive the way they were. It, it seemed like a really fun co-op evolution of Arkham uh, Asylum, where like you go into like a, a you know like an actual little mini dungeon, and like there are puzzles and stuff, mm-hmm. and like, they ended on a boss battle that was a puzzle. This one seemed way more generic in terms of like what you can do in the city. It was like, oh, let's drop down from a high point and like let's fight <clears> a bunch <throat> of goons, and the the fight choreography honestly just it looked really slow. Like the enemies were weirdly spread out apart from each other, and like they I, maybe they were trying to show off the fact that um, uh, Nightwing is an acrobat because mm-hmm. like he'll do like thirty flips to get like it, to the other side. Well, it's an excessive number of flips to like cover. Like he was just going, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I don't know, like when when you when you think of like Arkham combat, like dudes are surrounding Batman, mm-hmm. and like that's what makes it so fluid because like you're pressing a button to counter this guy, and then you're punching this guy, and then you're using a gadget to pull this guy's shield. Like they're like around you. I don't know why the enemies are so far in this, but like it it really make it really makes it awkward in terms of like the the look and feel of the combat, and like that's a little worrisome. Like if that's what most of the fights are going to end up being like. Yeah, Jesse, how do you feel? Yeah, I I feel exactly the same as both of you. Uh, Nightwing was closing distance amazingly fast in that acrobatic combat. Like, uh, yeah, you were correct. Two people be across the room, and he'd do like two steps and a flip, and just whoop. 
Like, and then, and was like bouncing between them, which I, as an idea, cool. Like as an acrobat moving around, I like the idea, but yeah, it, it didn't look, yeah, it looked floaty. Exactly what you were saying. It looked weird. Um, I also, those games for me, the difference between one of those that is fun to play and is not fun to play is a hundred percent how it feels to play it. I have never been able to look at a game like this and go, yeah, that one looks like one I want. Like it's Mm. always a matter of, I have to try it. And then I learn like, Oh, this is intuitive. This is fun. I like how this works versus no. And then just not play it again. Um, So I, it's judging by the looks, um, but I really won't, I, I can't say anything until I've, actually tried it though yeah it felt like a a strange demo to show off because i don't feel like it just showed off the game particularly well um yeah and it did like it it sort of it feels like you're almost like instead of like a fluid open world like arkham city or or arkham knight it's like mission based so you keep going back to the belfry and then you choose a mission and then each character has their sort of like where we dropping in kind of thing and like nightwing had his 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 uh, glider which at first i was like this kind of is like breath of the wild and then i was like no this is just kind of like fortnite oh no yeah, someone, someone in chat just said like yeah he has a fortnite glider <laughs> yeah and then red hood had like just Soul jump. like what was it double that was a quadruple jump what was going yeah. on there <laughs> yeah he's, he's just he's just hulk jumping but yeah. like in the sky yeah yeah well, and he also they're like he's shooting non-lethal bullets out of a submachine gun that knock a man off a roof and i'm like i believe he's dead <laughs> <laughs> he's very dead oh my gosh that was a beat that got me i made a note about that they were like red hood uses non-lethal bullets and then like immediately after that nightwing kicks a guy off the roof like <laughs> maybe there's gonna be like a whole spider-man thing where like oh you can after the battle you see they all got webbed to the roof i don't think that's gonna be the case yeah, yeah. also um, batons, not non-lethal yeah not, not, not at all shooting weapon like, also, there's no such thing as a non-lethal bullet because in the right place, a non-lethal bullet will kill people. Like, yeah, and he's he's shooting those in very close quarters. Yeah, yeah. it was it was not it was not. You great. need some range to make a rubber bullet function properly. Yeah, also, yeah. shooting him in the face. Like, yeah, that's that's <laughs> very the, least you're gonna blind him. It it completely destroys my suspension of disbelief when they like try to be like, no, everybody's fine. Like, don't. Well, they 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 did that in the old Arkham games too. Like, remember the the Batmobile mm-hmm. also had rubber bullets shot from like a fifty cal like <laughs> mounted machine gun. Yeah. And also, if you hit people with the car, it would electrically shock them and somehow not kill them in the process, mm-hmm. even though you hit them at like thirty miles per hour. Yeah. King Dad also brings up the point that literally in the VO they're talking about how you can have piercing non-lethal bullets and i'm like those are just bullets those at that point that's a bullet (laughs) that's just a regular bullet Um, as long as it doesn't kill you it's non-lethal that's true yeah right uh yeah how how a real a real hollow point bullet yeah (laughs) straight through the leg you lose the leg but you survived (laughs) exactly (laughs) it's just and also the co-op stuff didn't it looked very strange like they set up one co-op attack and it just looked weird like I don't yeah. know. It it mm-hmm. it just I don't know. It's uh, it's a game I want to be excited for because I really like the Arkham games. I like Batman. I really like the Court of Owls story. Um but I'm I don't know. I'm 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 a little I'm a little iffy on this. So you you bring up a point that I had, Marty. Mm-hmm. Uh is like a big thing I do with like uh I'm going to call this a licensed game. I know that's yeah. a dirty word, but we're going no. for it anyway. Like who's who's this game for? 
Is it for Batman fans? Because you're saying like, oh, I like these characters. The Court of Owls storyline is good. Mm-hmm. You know, cool. And you like the Arkham games. Like, yeah. so if it's for you hitting that triple sided Venn diagram right in the middle. Perfect. Awesome. Sounds mm-hmm. like a good game for you. I don't like most Batman comics. Uh, so I don't care about the Court of Owls story. Mm-hmm. I barely know who most of these characters are, but the game from what it's showing makes it feel like I should know the relationship of these people. But like, I know that red hood is the resurrected Robin, someone. Yeah. Yeah. And like is mad. So that's why he shoots people. Uh, sure. That's why most people shoot people. He was like, I'm never going to get killed again. I'm going to use guns. (laughs) I'm just going to use my hover boots to jump across the city. It's magic. It's not hover boots. Totally magic. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, he's jumping on his soul, guys. Yeah. But those were the same boots. Doctor Strange has those boots. (laughs) Like, he uses them to fight Thanos, not to, like, jump across the rooftops to, like, (laughs) shoot a man with non-piercing bullets or piercing bullets. Yeah, so it's it's a matter of like all these elements of things that, and I've never played the Arkham games. Oh. Uh, Ooh, so you should. I think you would really like the first one. I I honestly, I think yeah, I have it's it. It's a little spooky. It's a little spooky. Ooh. I think I, I have it. A little spooky. I do. I do love a spooky. I feel like ninety nine percent of people have it, even if they don't realize it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like, yeah, they gave it away for free a couple of times. Yeah, they did. Yeah. That's why I have it. Yeah. But it's like, okay, well, who's this for? Because if it's for mm-hmm. the fans, then that's fine. But that's not me. But if you're if you're making a thing where the lore is contextually condensed here and only matters here, like I I really enjoyed the Batman movie that just came out, mm-hmm. the Batman, because it didn't fall into like all these tropes of Batman that I don't like. Like Batman solves everything on his own. I hate that trope. Mm-hmm. I like that he's like fuck is this and he's looking at it and the cop is like oh that's a thing that you use to do for the carpet oh yeah my, yeah. my uncle yeah. does that and he's yeah. like oh and then like pulls up the carpet and it's like oh he's not the freaking 10 steps ahead person that i hate it's like batman is sometimes written as rick sanchez without all the flaws of rick sanchez to make you yeah. realize you're not supposed to like worship this person yeah and i hate that and like so if it's not like that, awesome. But, like, I don't know where this falls and who it's for. And, like, this isn't selling me on that it's for me as someone who is a very casual uh, fan. Well, I, yeah, because they they acted as if this was, like, they, they showed a little bit of, like, some story stuff. But it was really just, like, a very tiny cutscene between Jason Todd and Dick Grayson talking about, like, missing Batman because he's, you know, dead in this yeah. uh, version. Um. But the thing is, like, if if you are a fan of the condemnation of Batman, usually that is what is at the heart of all of these stories that have to do with his, uh, you know, sidekicks. Like, because Dick Grayson eventually grows to hate that man. <laughs> and Jason Todd has beef with that man. And he does Batgirl dirty. And like, like, so I I fully feel like a story focusing on these characters will kind of put Batman's in the crosshairs and like try and evaluate like what he like the problems that he um has left in his wake and not just the positive so like i'm usually excited for that stuff like i really like the batman sidekicks like my favorite uh superhero sidekick in history is robin um like the first robin but i, I like all the robins it's, i don't know i just like robin as, cool. a, as a character he's cool yeah so like I, that was another reason why i was excited about this because like uh batman's fine like i'm not a super big batman fan 
uh, but I've always liked his sidekicks, and this is just a game full of his sidekicks, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I think like Jesse put it best. I'm gonna, you know, reserve judgment until I get a chance to go hands on and see if the combat actually feels good and see like what the story and sort of open world flow feels like. Uh, I was definitely put off, which uh, James Machetti uh, with a five dollar donation, thank you so much, uh, uh, brought it up. Said I personally got a live servicey microtransaction feel from the character designs and gears system. Not looking forward to it. I did not like when so they showed him get back to the Belfry, which is um, like your, you know, your your hub, your your base of operations. And you got to, like, change your costume, which was cool. So I'm like, OK, you can, you know, change your costume. And, and, and you know, some of it had different vibes from different comic books. But then they were like, oh, you want to equip this because you have mod slots. And I'm like, oh, fucking. I yeah, just don't yeah. want to play a game with mod slots. Like, like they're, they're there's a place for mod slots. RPG. And I don't know if it's here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, did, I did like that I could change the costumes because yeah, in that so first that. trailer, some of the costumes were looking a little iffy. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what yeah, is this I'm... weird petticoat that they put Robin in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite um. one. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you would like that. He did, he did, he did look like he was like a, a super colorful goth. Like, that's how he was dressed. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great look. That's he's like, finally, a game about me. <laughs> uh so yeah I, I i imagine we'll probably see more um next month during the summer game fest stuff or if dc does their fandom again i think that was like a summer oh, event yeah so yeah, yeah remember the fan remember when we got locked in the fandom for three for three months <laughs> that was a that was a rough period in our lives um, I, I, did any of the movies they announced in that like come out last year uh like maybe the of- batman i think that was it Got the oh the Batman did yeah because um Shazam two is coming out Christmas um Aquaman two got delayed I don't know what's happening with the Flash because he's bad he's a bad man <laughs> turns out the Flash is not a, not a good man <laughs> which is bummer which is a super bummer because that movie has Michael Keaton and I'm like I just want to see Michael Keaton don't cancel this movie like fire him afterwards to be just there that's supposed to be their multiverse of madness that movie right it is and it's true they're really leading into the madness part <laughs> which isn't great. <laughs> Um, uh, SVS Guru with another five euro donation. Thank you so much. Says I don't read uh, don't read comics either. There's a Marvel character named Blackagar Black Boltagon, and his superhero name is Black Bolt. That's why I don't read comics. <laughs> Listen, if your name's Blackagar Boltagon, it would make sense to shorten it to Black Bolt. So I, I gotta say I do love comics, but I am I am with you uh, on that one. SVS, I I honestly can't read like a. Uh, DC Marvel stuff. It really, I, I think comics are a fantastic genre. I love comics to death, but the, the, like the stuff they put out, I just can't. And there's some good writers and there are some great artists and like, I'm happy people are getting paid good pencilers, good inkers, good, good, uh, working, being able to do some comic stuff. Uh, even like letterers, like it is amazing. The work people do. It is a real shame. Uh, the kind of stuff that these companies put out. And yet employ so many people because the the medium deserves much better than that. I don't know. Things like it. Like, I only know about Black Bolt because uh, my friend Superman Jeff, who's a big comics fan, is a big fan of Black Bolt. But honestly, I think it's just because he's way OP and he just likes OP characters. (laughs) (laughs) Was he a big fan of the um, what was the show? What what, what is he a part of? Not the Immortals. What what was 
Oh, the Inhumans. Uh, Inhumans. Yeah. Remember that that real shit show? <laughs> yeah, they, they blacked that from, from the archives. <laughs> they black bolted that from the archives. I don't even think that's on Disney. I don't think you can. Like, they didn't even. like, yeah, the Netflix stuff, anymore. bring it over, Agent Carter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, we never made an Inhuman show. I don't know what you're talking about. What, what are you. In in what? What? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Oh. Um, uh, is that Pilsen? Pliskin? Is that Pliskin? Snake Pliskin? Or it says that Pilskin. Pliskin. I can't see that far. Okay. No, it, it says Pliskin. Pliskin. <laughs> okay. You're quite Pliskin. Been a member for 22 months uh, using their early access comment to say, need to check out videos on Gotham Knight. Is it online only? Uh, no, they said you could play the entire game solo. It is weird that it is only two player co op and not four, considering the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, there are is four, four characters. characters. It's like Borderlands. Like, you can play Borderlands four players, right? Isn't that like its thing? Yeah. I, yeah. Wait, can you? Yeah. Four player co op in Borderlands. Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. You just have to have two different Xboxes. Or four different Xboxes. Yeah. Probably. Oh, Presumably, yeah. Oh, you're you talking about like Xbox split screen. in your own house. Yeah. yeah. Split screen co-op. Oh. But then you could do four if everybody has their own. Yeah. I think. Yeah, okay. I don't yeah know you're right. Is there split screen in Borderlands still? Uh, I mean, on the three. I think the current gen and PC versions of Tiny Tina had split screen. I think the old gen didn't. I know the first I, one did. Yeah, the first one did. No, I'm talking about remember. Tiny Tina, little little Tina. Oh, not Tiny. Yeah, yeah. Remember little Tina? She had a game recently. <laughs> you you reviewed yeah, I, it, Casey. Yeah, I reviewed it. I I don't care about that game. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about little Tina and her one. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk about the older Borderlands. I don't care about this new one. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and Craft uh, also with uh the five uh R dollar ruple ru- ruples Russian Russian dollars R dollars. Anyways, thank you so much for the donation. Uh, Konami is an entertainment conglomerate, not a video game company. Uh, demanding from them is like getting mad at Google because of Fitbit. It's not their thing, sadly. Yeah, it sucks. Also, Flip Party says, what about Goemon? I do want more Mystical Ninja. Remember that guy? Remember Goemon? I, Goemon. I've never played yeah. one of those games. He's, a little, he's like a little chubby Mystical Ninja, <laughs> my, <laughs> which my is like partner, a weird way to describe someone. Yeah, my partner has like, we have that game for N64, like yeah. Silver Cartridge in our n64 box and yeah. i have not played it yeah it was good there was super nintendo games that were sort of like like top-down action rpgs that were really fun and then uh yeah i really like the two n64 ones bring them back just bring them back um, or, or sell them <laughs> or or sell them yeah who, who do you somebody. want to make who would be back. a good developer for a chubby ninja game uh from software they can make that work from software yeah <laughs> well obviously team ninja like that's true but they've never done. They've done Fit Ninja. But yeah, their ninjas chibi, aren't chubby enough. Chibi, chibi chubbies. <laughs> well, let him just stop body shaming you know? the nice little ninja. Whatever. He's, he's probably in much better shape than that. Uh, he's also not real. What am I doing? <laughs> um, uh, okay, so uh, let's, let's let's talk about some of the stuff we've been playing. I know some of the stuff both of you guys have been playing. Jesse, I want to ask you about your time with Bug Snacks. Oh, I'm really enjoying it. Okay, been, yeah, I was going to say. Okay, that's uh, very exciting. So so, so uh, for folks who don't know, tell them a little bit about Bug Snacks. So Bug Snacks, they're a bug and a snack, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is pretty great. Kind of like real bugs, if you're willing to eat them. Kind of. Yeah, I guess anything could yeah. be a snack if you eat it, right? Yeah. Like you could eat exactly. a table if you want. <laughs> okay. But there's no protein but, in a table. Yeah, bugs are much more nutritionally value than a table. Is there no uh, protein in wood? Though. It's a lot of fiber, but uh, I don't think it's the good kind. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So you go to Snack Tooth Island and like because you're you're looking for someone named Lisbert, who's an explorer, found these things called bug snacks. Weird thing. Like when you eat them or when other people eat them, 
it turns part of their body into that bug snack. But they're totally cool with it. Mm-hmm. And they're all weird Muppets. Yeah. And yeah, I had a question about that. Are, uh-huh. Is your character also a Muppet? Yeah, you're a Muppet. It's like a whole yeah. Muppet world. They're okay. called gr- Grumbos. Yeah. Grumps. Gr- yeah, Grumpos, <laughs> I think. Grumblies. Gr- some, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and like, yeah, it's delightful because it starts off so cheery and like it's still cheery, but you get the feeling that something is very wrong uh, because A, when people talk about bug snacks, it sounds like they're describing addiction. Yep. Because there's a musician who wants new bugs. So he's like, yeah, I need, you know, the creative juices flowing. I need some bug snacks. Can you get this one for me? Mm-hmm. And then you give her those. And she's like, I need some better bug snacks. And like, everybody is like, really? Like, and then there's weird, like, cultish vibes. And you're, you know, some people are missing. And you're like, but where'd they go? And then you find that there were, like, there's an archaeologist who's like, yeah, there were actually grumbos on this island before us and i found their like remains and their civilization and you're like that's cool how did they die yeah <laughs> like <laughs> so it's like a, a lot of mystery there's it, the, and a thing that uh uh blue pointed out that they really liked that i was like yeah i'm really enjoying this is the relationships between characters are delightful it is a great example of maximizing understanding of characters with each mm-hmm. other and then you understanding them with minimal dialogue. You can bump into two people and they'll have a conversation and it will only take like 60 seconds to get through, but it is captivating. Like hmm. it is telling you about the world is telling you about the characters and it's like foreshadowing into something like it's, it's checking multiple boxes and that's like really high on the list of things you want to do as a narrative designer. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so cool. I am loving it. I think I'm like only, I've streamed it twice, so I'm like five, five-ish hours in. Yeah. Um, so I know that there's still lots of stuff to uncover mm-hmm. and find. Uh, it's really cool. Also, the gameplay, pretty simple. Like, basically, every catching each bug snack is a small puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's really cool to do. I am I am absolutely loving that game. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I really dug it. Yeah, it was uh, it was a really cool. Um, I believe it was free for PlayStation Plus at launch on um, I think so. PS5. And now it got oh, ported right. and is free on Game Pass. So, um, yeah, so it's 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 uh, yeah. It's on Game Pass now? On Game Pass now. Yeah, just they just put on Game Pass like a few weeks ago. Oh, wow. Um, I think I have the free version on my PlayStation. Now you can now have two of the free somewhere. versions. Oh, and and I will. And that's that's a, <laughs> you're gonna get a, a bug snack addiction just like that. <gasps> that oh no, that musician. Oh yeah, they're called Grumpuses. Grumpuses. Uh, Larka, thank you so much. Oh, and Lapis with a five dollar donation said, uh, "Thank you so much." Said just recently, 100 percented bug snacks uh, on the Steam release. Favorite snack? Do you have a favorite snack yet? Ooh, like a, an actual favorite bug snack? Or yeah, like not like my. A, no, what yeah, I she wrote S N. A K. Uh, you can uh, give us both answers. You could tell us your favorite bug snack as well as your favorite real snack, uh, <laughs> and also your favorite real bug. Also your favorite real bug. <laughs> uh, I think uh, my my favorite bug snack so far. I don't know. I really like the sandwich peed. Mm-hmm. Is just so weird, and the little snail that's a cinnamon roll is adorable. That's a good one. Yeah, it's it's real cute. That's what you do with a with a cinnamon roll. You turn it into a snail. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is like if you were like, what bug does a cinnamon roll most? You're like snail shell. Got it. Yeah, it's a snail. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think the both those are really good. Also, bunger uh, just makes cute noises. So gotta love yep. bunger. Also have the bunger hat and fall guys. Uh, my favorite snack. Actually, I think we talked about this on stream. 
Uh, it's buffalo wings. Yeah. So like if I made a bug snack, it would be like a centipede of wings and flats. (laughs) And then each segment would have like a carrot and uh, celery leg. Oh, my God. That sounds amazing. And And then it would have big ranch dressing ramekin eyeballs. And they would like kind of slop around (laughs) as it walks. Yeah, incredible. No ranch for me. Um. (laughs) No, no ranch for me. They they live in like a little pool of ranch. (laughs) Oh, you? What are you, a blue cheese boy? You're not a ranch a ranchman. I I don't mess with any white sauces. Jesus, none except mayonnaise. What's the whitest sauce? Wait, what about yum (laughs) sauce? When you get hibachi fuck is yum sauce is that is that white isn't that like yellow it's an off white it's definitely not yellow at least not the ones around here are yellow it's like it's like a tanned sauce <laughs> if you're colorblind everything is white <laughs> i don't think that's how colorblind works <laughs> <laughs> um oh man <laughs> this seems like it makes sense uh but yeah i do love the uh the vibe of uh of of bug snacks like sort of the the uncomfortable like it reminds me of don't hug me i'm scared you guys remember that that like youtube series i think it was on adult swim with like the puppets mm. that was like really uh really uncomfortable like uh, it was like these puppets that uh, it's, it gets darker and darker as it goes and like kind of like manic and a little scary i've never heard of this i've heard of it i've never watched it and now i want to watch it yeah i i highly recommend uh don't hug me i'm scared uh, look at that 68 million views Finally, a video I know about <laughs> that I don't feel out of touch with. Um, it's great. Uh, Kamja Ninja with another two dollar donation. Thank you so much. Says Bug Snacks equals the Cabela's Big Game Hunter reboot. Could you? Would you play Bug Snacks in like an arcade with like a orange pump action gun? <laughs> oh heck yeah! An arcade Bug Snacks. That sounds yeah. great. Yeah, like how, you you catch them with like uh, like a trap device right like so that's the fun part you don't like you yeah. don't like shoot them you have no 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 you have to because you have to capture them alive you can only eat a bug snack when it's living mm-hmm. to to they absorb that, its energy they say that specifically like yeah you can't yeah kill it? yeah that's it's uh pretty is there is there a moment where you do kill a bug snack and everyone's like hey hey <laughs> you did this wrong <laughs> not yet it might happen though because they do say uh when you when a bug snack dies it just turns to goo and they and they have no bones. Even Ribley, which is like a set of ribs that walks around, the ribs aren't really bones. Yeah, this is getting very uncomfortable. Yeah, it get, it, that's the thing. It's like they'll they'll drop like very like chill stuff, and they say it in like such a casual tone. But it is like it's stuff that hits like uh, horror beats, where it's like, why does it turn to goo? Like, what do you mean that's not a bone? Like. It's things that, you know, horror uses so effectively, but in a mm-hmm. Muppet scenario. Mm-hmm. And, like, it is it is effective, and I love it. What do you mean they don't have a bone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very intriguing. Uh, like, the, the story implications behind, like, this super goofy world that they've built. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that stuff sounds really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is, uh, it is a neat game. Yeah, I, uh, I recommend it to anyone who's, who's sort of likes that sort of off-brand weird um slightly terrifying tone it's uh it's it's good stuff also the mechanics are fun yeah good game all around uh casey uh we mentioned earlier but uh your your 3mr for uh, iodine chronicles rising should be up right soon ish the game is out also available on game pass uh that's the uh, uh 2d action rpg prequel 
to the Suikoden spiritual successor. So what did you think of Iden Chronicles? Um, it has a lot going for it on the surface, but it is a very shallow experience, like overall. Mm. <clears throat> um, the, the first thing you'll probably notice is if you've watched the trailer for 100 Heroes and are excited for that as a JRPG, uh, this game does not have the same level of budget, it mm-hmm. seems, allocated to it, which, I mean, makes sense. It's kind of like a, a, a primer for the next game, like the, the bigger game that they're working on. But um, the main thing is like super impressive, like uh, background art and pixel art um, that's on display here. But everything is moved like the marionette puppet animation style, which I've, I've harped on this God. over and over again. I hate that animation style for games like it just, it just feels cheap. And there's only one game I've ever played and thought, you know, OK, this is fitting and it's fine. And that was um, what do you call it? Uh, eldest, not Eldest Souls. What, the one with the, the little girl who had like spirits following her. I forget the name of it now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, what was that? I, yeah, I did a three or four, but I can't remember the name yeah. right now. So uh, but yeah, this this uses that animation style and it uses like the simplest um, mechanics for combat. Um, that I've seen in any 2D action game. And like, it, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's the combination of how uh, limiting like your movements and actions are with how limiting like the enemy variety and mm-hmm. their actions are. It makes everything just feel either way too simple or when they try to ramp up the difficulty, it feels like, oh, well, there's no skill involved in this. I just need to go grind so that I don't get hurt as much or I, I do more damage to get through this encounter. So, like, mm-hmm. the combat falls flat pretty early on. Like, there's, there are, like, little hints of possible fun, like, when you get into the what they call the link attack system because uh, you, you're a party of three characters. Um, but each face button controls a character's attacks. So, like, the main character, CJ, will be on screen. When you're hitting X, she'll do her, her swipes. But if you hit wide, you get a heavy swing from Guru, who was like the big kangaroo guy. And then you can get ranged magic attacks by pressing B. And those characters just jump in like a Tekken Tag Tournament type thing to do those attacks as you press those buttons. So rather than one character who has multiple attacks in a combo, you have three characters who are essentially doing a single combo. Which on paper sounds cool and it can Uh, look cool on screen when you get the timing and like you have all the, the flair and stuff. But most of the time... Because of those weak animations, it, it looks like it looks like someone just poking at a thing. It's like pop, pop, yeah, pop, pop, pop. and that's that's my feedback for for my button presses. And like it's just it's just super unengaging. Yeah, yeah. It almost reminds me of how like we were talking about Bloodstained earlier. Remember they released like a simplistic eight bit prequel to it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it doesn't like the game. I think Iden Chronicles looks good, um, mm-hmm. but it's just that you could tell it was kind of budget. Like I even saw in your review the. Uh, um, like enemy attack animation is pretty much any enemy just like runs at you, like kind of like <laughs> yeah, they just moves they just, across the screen at you. You might it's, it's like a kid holding like a a plastic dinosaur, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that. Like that is what some of the combat is like. Yeah, uh, but but on the other side, like there's supposed to be this whole uh, town building mechanic, mm-hmm. but that's that's kind of a generous thing to call it. Yeah, because it's it's essentially a giant string of fetch quests where a character will say, "I need." x number of wood so you go to the great forest where there's wood um and so you go in there you swipe at the same enemies you've been you've seen several times and then you hit the the trees and that'll give you one piece of wood and so you go back to the town they say thanks and then the town levels up 
Like you'll see a building, uh, you know, pop up in the background of where that character is standing. And then from there, um, sometimes you'll get, um, well, you'll get like a menu to buy whatever's in that shop, but you don't go into the shop. You don't ever see an interior. Not that that's a, a you know, a big deal breaker or anything, but that cycle just repeats over and over and over again. There's millions, not millions, but I'm, I'm exaggerating, but there are so many shops. So there are so many characters who you have to talk to who will say like, Hey, help me build my shop. Go get X number of this from this specific place. And it's like, okay, there's a place I've been to before. So I know where this this item is. I just got to go through that whole dungeon sequence again to get enough of that stuff to come back out to give it to you to get my uh, the shop up and then the town levels up and then you level up and then you go back and do the same thing over and over again. Like the the story that they tell in the background is somewhat interesting, but it constantly keeps getting pulled back to okay. In order to continue moving forward to like to get to the new area, I have to grind a bunch of materials to give to this person so that they can sell me the thing that will let me get through to this next area. And that loop would work so much better if if it was just framed as a if, if the gameplay was a lot more engaging. Like it's mm-hmm. it's so boring to go back through that dungeon and fight those enemies and to collect those things again. Like it's it's the simplest thing you could possibly do in a game. Like I, honestly I I wonder if it would be a fun time for like a, a younger gamer, like someone who is maybe for the first time trying to get a, a handle on like a 2D yeah, action RPG. RPG. Yeah. Because like it, it's so simplistic, like they might have a good time if they struggle with something more complicated. But um, as a primer for, you know, a JRPG, which is usually a more complicated kind of game. I don't know. I, like, I don't know who this is for. Like, is it? Yeah. You know what? I take that back because I've said this before. That I feel like uh, a lot of JRPGs are for people who aren't good at games, <laughs> like because it's, it's more strat, like it's it's like a thinking person's video game, like it's not mechanic and dexterity heavy. It's more like I want to plan and 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 strategize in order to proceed. For someone who isn't that good at like an action game, this probably fits what they think an action game should feel like. I resemble that remark. <laughs> <laughs> I was, so I don't I was know, literally about to say, but I love JRPGs. I'm so like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like a JRPG can be fun because they tell a good story and because, you know, you get to see a bunch of action on screen. But I never get the sense that you're the one who's like, like the challenge is not in, you know, reflexes or pattern recognition in most cases. Right. It's it's in it's in character building. Yeah. Yeah. It's in and planning. Yeah, it's in strategizing and making yeah. a build. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where if you if so, you so made your decisions correctly kind of by the time a battle starts, you should be able to win it. Exactly. Um, no, that's a good point. Yeah, and I think the um, Tyrell brought up a good point. I'm pretty sure. So the the Aiden Chronicles it was kickstarted and it was a massive success. And I think this game was a stretch goal that they hit. So that's why I okay. think like this game originally wasn't supposed to exist. The thing Makes was sense. so successful that I think they were like, uh, I guess we'll make this thing as well. <laughs> and so they hit that. <laughs> Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm hoping that 95% of the time and energy and budget goes into the main game. It's like, I'm hoping that the quality of this isn't indicative of the main game. Like, I hope the main game isn't yeah, sort I, of honestly, as I, like, under, I can't imagine it is boiled. Yeah. Underboiled. Cause like, cause my, cause again, one of my biggest gripes is just how cheap the <laughs> underboiled <laughs> my, my main gripe is how cheap the animation feels. And you can see literally in the trailers for hundred heroes that that is not the case. Like those sprites yeah. like are fully animated. Like, yeah, they move, yeah. like they have attack animations moves. Like it looks way cooler than anything in this game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like if, if that is, if, 
and honestly, a JRPG, um, it does it doesn't need that level of like honestly, they should have they should have used some of those sprites in this game. Yeah, because the JRPG doesn't need that level of like action and animation fidelity. I I feel like that's the thing is like I don't know if this is a good like are people going to see this especially with it on Game Pass see this and then get excited for the follow-up like meal of an rpg or is this an appetizer where people are going to be like well i don't want the full meal now like I'm- but that, that's that's what's so weird about it right because like it's not even the same genre like, yeah. it's not an appetizer for the next game in the sense that um here have some more of this game it's an yeah. appetizer like where they say hey have some more of this world yeah like and- i imagine the character like are the three main characters going to be three of the hundred well yeah that so that, so that's a high point because yeah. the the writing is actually very good like okay. i like listening to the characters interact with each other like they have distinct personalities even though they're very tropey but like when you're gonna have eventually hundreds of characters you're probably gonna fall into some tropes right sure yeah <laughs> like they, they're not gonna all be the most nuanced yeah but at yeah. the very least they're all likable that's good. And like they play they play off of each other and their, you know, trophy personalities well. So like that was that was fun and entertaining to to sit through. And the story um wasn't like, you know, it wasn't world shattering, but it was interesting. Like it was, it was a nice little mystery. Yeah, good enough. Um, and I I was I did want to see the end of it. Mm-hmm. So if at if at the very least people who get into this get into the world that way, um if they know the next game isn't necessarily more gameplay like this, but more story like that, it might work. Yeah. But honestly, Who's who's gonna know that unless you already knew what this was, right? Like, yeah. And I guess hopefully, I mean, you know, enough people had faith in them that they made millions and millions of dollars on Kickstarter, so that's good. And they have five hundred five, you know, publishing backing and stuff. So, oh, and a bunch of people: uh, Dimitri, David, Novercia, and Daniel said Ender Lilies. That was the name of the game. Yes, we're trying to think of. Yep. Yeah, Ender um, Lilies. Yes, yeah. Which is funny. That's like a forgettable name for a game that was pretty cool. Yeah, that, the game is great. Yeah. Like, I like that game a lot. But I also don't think um, Ender and- Lilies isn't that forgettable a name. Like, Eldest Souls is way more forgettable, but it's the name I think of more often. Yes. Because I'm like, oh, it was kind of like a Souls game. So it had yeah, to it have was the word play, Souls. It was a play on... Like, it's it's not even like a Souls game, honestly. It's more like uh, Hyperlight Drifter or something. Oh, doesn't sound like a Souls Ooh. game at all. Turns oh, out I uh, was the Ender Lily. But, it's, but it stole the name, so that's why yeah. it's more memorable Enderly's tried something different and and they, they, they what if, what if bug snacks was just called bug souls <gasps> people will remember it more also hollow knight but, is just bug souls also i'm assuming since no one in chat mentioned it, i'm assuming silk song was not revealed during that indie direct. <laughs> during that nintendo direct. <laughs> <laughs> okay so i think we're safe um and then uh yeah we touched we touched on earlier the other thing uh you've been playing that you and i started on a stream last week and then yes. you've been playing on your personal stream, uh, Symphony of the Night, for the first time. Uh, yeah, Symphony of the Night is great. Um, the fact that, and weirdly enough, only after starting this playthrough did I ever hear that um, FromSoft used it as a, a basis for like Souls games going forward. Mm-hmm. Like, it's super clear as day that yeah. that's exactly what they did. Like, so much of Castlevania Symphony of the Night feels like a two D Souls game. Mm-hmm. And that's because that's what they copied from. Like it, it's it's really cool to see. Yeah. Um, also, the the beginning the, that game starts where you have all of um Alucard's powers or whatnot, and then they do the trope where you know it gets knocked away from you. You have to go collect them back. Why did Alucard have so much shit? <laughs> Has anyone ever asked this? Like his pockets is just full of like gems and like rubies and tr- like he has so much shit on him. That's, no one else finds that hilarious. I don't know if like did they ever make like a prequel game? Like what was Alucard doing before this? 
I don't know, man. He's he's a kind of a weird uh, tchotchke guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Dracula's so a weird tchotchke guy too, so it would make sense. But at least, but he has a castle to keep it in. Alucard puts it all in his coat, I guess. That's why he's, yeah, got he's that not like coat. homeless though. <laughs> he is homeless. He he he's fighting his dad. His dad kicked him out. <laughs> he might have a house <laughs> elsewhere. Yeah, I think he's just a hoarder. Yeah, or he has like a gambling problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dimitri's a secret vampire pocket. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't, what if uh, one of the seasons of the Castlevania show on, on Netflix like is all about like one of the Belmonts is like, Alucard, why do you have so much shit in your pockets? What are you doing? <laughs> like your wallet is way too thick. Like you need to slim down, dude. <laughs> this is a digital future. <laughs> um, I haven't yeah, watched but it. It's, a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It holds up well. I think visually it holds up well. I think uh, yeah, it absolutely the soundtrack is incredible. Like I, yeah. Like other than uh, the save system, which... Um, this is something that it shares with Iron and Chronicles. I didn't get to talk about it in the review, but like it go, it falls back on like that kind of archaic save system where it'll only auto save when you reach like some sort of story beat. Mm-hmm. But you can have several, like you can have like a couple hours of like you trying to knock out side quests and you won't see any story stuff. And if you don't save uh, constantly because you're always going into like some new area, like if you die, you have to load from a start point. In Iodin like, Chronicles. In Iodin Chronicles. Okay, like, like that's forgivable no in Symphony of the Night because... Yeah, Symphony of the Night is older. 90s, but Bill Clinton was president. We didn't know what autosave <laughs> was. We were... <laughs> like, it's 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 them trying to make it feel like, you know, the JRPGs and stuff you remember. But it's like, we don't... Like, do do, do people have nostalgia for a save system? Like, I, I think they just like their, their progress to be saved, right? I, that would personally be nice, yeah. Yeah, that's a good... So, I don't know. It's a weird decision. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the only thing that feels archaic about that game is the same yeah, system. which is funny. Funny though, because it it does kind of I don't know. Like the the save points do feel bonfire ish in terms of like every time you find right. one, you like give off like a sigh of relief. <laughs> um, and it's not and it, like and it uh, does respawn all the enemies. It does respawn all the enemies. Yeah. So oh. um, look at that shit. Yeah, Miyazaki. I'm taking Miyazaki to court. Wait, but did Kingsfield <laughs> do the same thing? And Shadow Tower? I don't remember uh, if they respawned enemies or not. Oh, God. I think they did. My Kingsfield experience is watching a video on Kingsfield while I was looking at other stuff on my phone at the same time. So <laughs> Yeah, that, that sounds about Does that accurate. count as playing it? Who knows? <laughs> like, I, I watched Jack play it for two hours. So did I, we stream I Kingsfield? Also, Jack did, yes. When did this oh. happen? Uh, it was for a Today We Play way back when. What? Yeah, must have been a while yeah. ago. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, it was that. back when Jack. No, it was back when Jack did streaming with Jack. I don't think it was a t- today we play. Mm, yeah, jacking off. That was what stream was called. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it was where he'd like, yeah, yeah he'd like uh, have play a new game. I think it was great. All those um, words are either more or less than five letters, so it's fine to say. Yeah, well, it was Jack apostrophe n. So, but the apostrophe like uh, is that like counts a, as a character. It counts. Yeah, it's from yeah, five point yeah, five. It counts. Um, <laughs> That's fine. He should have played Adventure of Cooking Cream, which is a FromSoft game. I, I want to play that. Yeah. You control two little two little rabbits and each one at the same time with, with one of the analog sticks. You got to, like, reorient your brain. It's great. Yeah, it's very it cute. really fun. Yeah. Which means um, you can also play co-op with one controller. Yeah. But it has to be yeah, someone you're, like, willing favorite. to, like, touch hands with if the, if the occasion arises. Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, you also have in here, Casey, you finished uh, Ozark, and we'll probably talk more about it next week because I think Nick was a big Ozark fan. But did you, yeah, Nick without spoilers, did you yay, yay, nay? 
Um, very much yay. That's good. I will say, I suspect there could be a movie in the works. Not mm. because I've heard anything, but just the way that show finishes. Like it is a it is an ending, but it is one where I'm like, there's got to be more, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like it's 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 good though. I am a fan. Which I could see because I mean you know, Ozark's kind of Breaking Baddy, right? Breaking oh, Bad ish. Uh, yeah, very much so. Yeah, like, and that ends up having didn't El Camino and then work. a spinoff. Yes, exactly. Wait, I okay. When you say Breaking Baddy, do you mean? Like, what part of Breaking Bad does it mimic? Because when I think of Breaking Bad, I think of people that just continually make the worst decision out of their choices. Isn't that Ozark? The story moves forward. Is that that Ozark? Okay, thanks for telling me I'm not going to watch A good man who falls into a downward spiral and turns out he's not a good man. It is the perfect, perfect fusion of Breaking Bad and Arrested Development. Because like Arrested Development... Made a huge mistake. (laughs) Because like Arrested Development... Um, funnily enough, Jason Bateman's character is surrounded by people who can, who constantly do things that he has to try and figure out how to get them out of and also like, you know, hurts him as well. And that's exactly what Ozark is, except people's lives are on the line all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Cool. Like really just, cool. The biggest exasperated sigh is Marty Bird. Yeah. <laughs> is that his name's Marty Bird? Marty Bird in Ozark. Yes. Incredible. I need to watch yeah. this show. If you haven't, it, you'll you'll really like it. it. Is it? It is as good as Breaking Bad. No, Breaking Bad don't say that. Absolutely, hundred percent. I will. I will co-sign that to my dying day. Oh my I think gosh. you just convinced as good as Breaking Bad. I think you just convinced me not to watch the show. Wow, <laughs> because I I don't like Breaking Bad. Oh no, <laughs> uh, because it is just people making bad decisions for five seasons. Uh, and I was like, I can't deal with this. I can't. So th- thank you for telling me. Fair. That fair. I isn't have that all like isn't like Game yeah. of Thrones just people making bad choices. Like just marry this girl. I know you don't love her, but then they're not going to murder your whole family. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's actually one of the big problems I had with with Game of Thrones. The first season I I find almost unwatchable. Yeah. I think season two through what five. I like six somewhere around there mm-hmm. because you actually get to see like some repercussions and like things that are not just uh people you like getting shat on for an hour a day um so like but yeah it is oh man i that just it's not entertaining to me i i don't like watching bad what do you feel like just more stress than yeah like if if there's a resolution if it's part of a bigger thing cool Mm -hmm. but when that's the main focus which from what i saw breaking bad was like that's the main focus how does someone become a a heroin dealer or whatever they made i forget it's like this is how and it's like okay what's what else it's like this is how and i was like i'm done i can't (laughs) wonder if you'd like better call Saul more how does someone become a a bad lawyer (laughs) here's how (laughs) (laughs) Uh, also nick in the chat uh also co-signed your thing about your positivity about Ozark, but then said he did prefer the last season of Breaking Bad. Oh, over the last season of Ozark? Uh, I, yeah, I imagine so. I mean, the last season of Breaking Bad is like, like Mount Rushmore. In a good way, not in like a terrible way. Like we took Native American land and <laughs> built a <laughs> shitty monument. I mean, it's one of the best. <laughs> it's like one of the best. Sure. Yeah. That's what I meant. Um... <laughs> 
we could probably wrap up there. I've been uh, uh, I've okay. Been, been playing, watching too much. Um, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I can just talk about my stuff next week. That's fine. You don't. You don't. You don't want to talk about uh, outer range? Like I, I've seen that. I do. The, okay, uh, I'll talk about outer range quick. I think I talked about it before because I'm a big fan of voids, and I like any any <laughs> fiction where you throw a void, where it's like, what's going on in this void? And so this is just, uh, it's like Yellowstone meets Twin Peaks, but with a void in this uh, cattle rancher's, um, or not cattle, I think he is a cattle rancher, whatever. He has a big big old ranch in like Wyoming. And, he's and a cowboy. He's like, yeah, he's like a modern day cowboy. But then out in the middle of the ranch, a void opens up and they got to figure out what's going on with this void. Like what happens if you enter the void? Why do these different groups want the void? It, could time travel be involved in this void? Who knows? Uh, Scott Josh sorry. Brolin was great. Um, what is really this good. called? called Outer Range. It's on Amazon Prime. It is uh, eight episodes. Josh Brolin. It feels a little bit like Twin Peaks. Um, a little bit of a modern Western. But then, uh, yeah, it's for, for all you void heads out there. I feel like I might be the only person who's like really big into voids. I mean, I'm more of a vortex guy, but I can I can see the appeal. Yeah, to, to, each, to each his own. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so have you seen the movie The Void? I have seen the movie The Void. And okay. I've seen the mountain climbing movie Touching the Void. Oh. <gasps> Yeah, I've seen it. I've, voids on mountains? Yeah, well, touching the void is more of a, like, that's like a, do, I think it was a documentary about climbing a mountain. It was more of like a metaphorical void. I'm, that being said, I'm more of a fan of literal voids. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't like Get where it's like, oh, the void is depression. And I'm like, no, I want the, I want an actual void. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need an actual hole in the ground. Um, Enter the void. That's a good void. But again, that's like a metaphorical void. Yeah. Gaspar, no, that's a, that's a good one. Nick's also enjoying Outer Range. So while Nick's in Iceland, he's just watching a bunch of TV, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else are you going to do when you chill in a hot spring? Uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Steger, the Mexican, brings up a good point. What about Made in Abyss, Marty? It's also on Amazon. So Made in Abyss is uh, an anime, but its abyss is void-like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's like a big hole that that these these adventurers uh, uh, adventure down. And like the deeper you get into the hole, the the more trouble you find. What uh, what is fun. the fundamental difference between an abyss and a void? Uh, the abyss is like when you look down it, you can see it's like a well lit abyss, whereas the void is more of like a black hole. So lighting is lighting. Yeah, if you shine a light <laughs> in a void, it becomes. <laughs> an abyss, I guess yeah. where a a void avoids light. That's how you can remember. Kind of like that's why it's called a void because it's avoiding light. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's called abyss because it's got abyss of light on it, so you're able to see what's going. On. <laughs> just, just abyss, not too just much. Abyss. Just yeah, not too much. It's, it's not abyss, too much. A little abyss. Then that's just a like abyss. an underground city. Um, we should probably stop all of this. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can probably wrap up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone uh, in the audience, for joining us. Thanks for for hanging out. Uh, we we loved hearing your feedback on um, um, the Konami stuff, the Gotham Knights, and uh, voids. I know we got a lot of a lot of mm-hmm. void heads in the. In the audience, so that that means a lot. Uh, Jesse, thank Where you so much. Where's my voids at? For, <laughs> where's my voids? Something <laughs> voids. Uh, Jesse, thank you so much for joining us. Where can uh, really? folks, if folks folks want some more Jesse, where can where can folks get some more Jesse? Oh man, they get more Jesse all over the place. Uh, over on Twitch and Twitter at Rexicon Jesse, uh, and I stream over on Twitch. Uh, I'll be doing actually in about forty minutes. I'll be doing RPG Help Desk. Uh, over on my Twitch channel and my YouTube channel, which is Jesse Galena. Uh, and we're going to be talking about organizing and uh, how to do like NPC characters, like little nice. little stats. So it's like not just their stats, but like 
How do you organize like what their motivations are? How to make them more enjoyable? How to quickly go through your notes and be like, ah, this is it. So I'm going to share my stuff that I do. And also I want to hear what other people have, uh, how you do it. So come in, learn something, share something. It's always a good time. I really like doing RPG help desk. Um, and you'll be doing more bug snacks probably, right? Uh, I will. That'll probably be next. I stream on Monday and Tuesday mornings. Uh, so I'll be doing more bug snacks then. And then I stream some other times too, like Thursday nights and stuff. So you can check out my my schedule on there. Uh, and then if you like RPG stuff, rexiconjesse.itch.io has all my RPG stuff, like Grinderbin's mobile market of ridiculous magic items. Heck yeah. Nice. And then we can check you every Tuesday um, with Hidden Gems, every Saturday with... Uh uh game night and then yeah. obviously adventure and i uh season two which both of you are part of which episode one is now available to the public yes um, yeah. so check those out kc how about you oh yeah uh you can find me at sigma gears nine on twitch and twitter as well uh like we mentioned earlier i've been streaming uh castlevania symphony tonight um but i've also been streaming smash as usual and i am making headway on my uh the smash diet challenge where i'm playing from the heaviest character on the roster to the lightest character uh, got through four full characters yesterday. Nice. So lot, lots of uh, awesome who'd you, progress who'd you, there. Who'd you burn through? Like where, where are we on the uh, way? We went spot? through Charizard, okay. Incineroar, Kazuya, who I did not realize was that heavy. And then isn't he um, just a man? Shouldn't he? He shouldn't be that <laughs> right. He's just a, a heavy dude. Well, Kazuya then, uh, weighs about. Is it the same weight class as Charizard? Charizard? <laughs> he's he's under Charizard, but he's the next down. Is all I'm saying. Like Charizard is heavier. But he's next after him. So I don't know. Kazuya is a heavy man, apparently. <laughs> uh, and then after him was Piranha Plant, which also surprised me. But maybe it's yeah, just the I pot. guess he's got. Like, have you ever tried to like lift like a, a potted plant? Like those, those that shit could get it's, heavy. It's a, big, it's a big plant. So, OK. But you know what potted? But you know what Piranha Plant lives in? A pipe. And you know what that pipe is? Technically a void. <laughs> Mushroom Kingdom pipes <laughs> are Nintendo's prime voids. That's true. Yeah, that works. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, I'll probably be streaming later today as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably sometime later in the afternoon before I got to pick my son up from school. So check me out there. Um, like I mentioned, uh, should have a review popping up soonish uh, on Iodin Chronicles Rising. And uh, Marty and I will be back tomorrow for more Metal Gear Solid. Probably the finale, yeah. to be honest. Like, we'll, yeah, we'll stick around and, and play that game to the end. We'll be finishing it. And oh, did you? And, and did, I don't know if you saw Marty, but yep. Yeah, I, they sent me a picture the of your front Gear. door. I know what your front door looks like. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Marty uh, bought and sent uh, the Metal Gear Solid HD collection, which has two and three and Peace Walker. So I don't know if we'll end up playing Peace Walker, but maybe since it's on here. So who knows? Heck yeah. So we'll start that soon. Very cool. Yeah. And then uh, your, your Iden Chronicles uh, 3 Mars should be up soon, I imagine. Probably. Yeah, that should be coming up soon. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, cool. Yeah. And then uh, you can follow me uh, at McBiggity. I also stream on my person. Look at all of us. Bunch, bunch of streamers it out does. there. Um, oh, your Iden Chronicles review will be uh, tomorrow because today uh, is uh, ZP Day. And so very soon, Yahtzee's zero punctuation on Rogue Legacy 2. Right. Okay. Um, and uh, so, yeah, you can check that out. And I'll be joining Yahtzee later today for post CP at the regular time playing Rogue Legacy 2. So uh, check that out. That should be up uh, shortly. Uh, Seeger 3. Also comes with Metal Gear 1 and 2. No, the Legacy Collection on... If you get the fancy PS3 version of the thing I sent Casey, that comes with Metal Gear 1 and 2 and Metal Gear Solid 1. But the actual just Metal Gear Collection 
only has Metal Gear Solid 2, 3, and Peace Walker. It's very confusing. Regardless, I think I think we're good. Hopefully our, our long nightmare of uh of of GOG ports is coming to an end. Yeah. Um Yeah, we got the hang of it now though. Like yeah, I think we're fine. We're yeah. Yeah, and there's no more weird bosses that we have to use keyboards for. So we should exactly. be fine. <laughs> we should be yeah. fine. Yeah, so the do you know about the the Psycho Mantis boss? Yeah. And so uh regularly you had to unplug your controller and put it in the second slot. Oh. But in the GOG version they have you use the keyboard yeah. when you were using the controller. And even if you were using the keyboard to start, I think they would still just have yeah. you use the keyboard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't make so. you plug a controller in? Nope. No, never. Um, so, yeah, come back uh, later today with uh, uh, Post CP, tomorrow with Metal Gear, and then Friday. Um, I'm not sure if, if, well, Nick's in the chat now. Nick, you can let people know if you're actually going to be back for uh, uh, Gears of War. Otherwise, yeah, we'll do Saturday uh, game night. We haven't chosen what we're going to play yet. I do want to play at some point this month the Godzilla and Kong stuff in Warzone. Warzone's free, right? Yeah, Warzone is free. Okay. It is a hefty download, though. uh (laughs) Uh-oh. What do you mean a hefty download? Like, the memory it takes up is not free. (laughs) Oh, isn't it like 100 gigs? Like, something something wild? That That is so many gigs. Oh, my gosh. So we don't have to invoice the game, but we do have to invoice Invoice our internet <laughs> external hard drives and our internet bills for the month. Uh, thank you guys uh, so much, uh, as always, for joining us, Casey and Jesse. Thank you, uh, and everyone in the audience. Again, thank you for hanging out. Um, and we'll see you back at uh, 3 p.m. Central in a few hours for Post CP. So see you then. Bye, all. Bye, everybody. Bye.